Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. And guys, today's guest is a special treat for you guys. He is a gentleman I became friends with on The Blocks, which was a television show we filmed over the last summer in Tulsa. He is the host of the Whiskerman's Podcast and the founder of Whiskerman, a uh, premium beard and mustache product line. And he has a lot of stories to tell us. Please welcome to the show, John Matecki. John, welcome. Hey, Sam. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's a privilege to be on here with you. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you're here. So how's life been for you since uh, since the blocks, dude? How's, how's yeah, it been going? Dude, a lot of information in, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, did a, a couple of things overall uh, and just, you know, try to get traction was the biggest thing. And we're, you know, just started year three. So it's been uh, it's been blowing up so far. And if it continues, we'll be uh, on a nice trajectory. And then when our season finally drops, then... I think things yeah. are really going. I think uh, I think a lot of us have been putting stuff in place for when the show comes out, man. Um, how did you like it? Because for me, it was a it was a very very stressful experience. Did you find it that way? Yeah. So I kind of went into it knowing there's only going to be three winners. So shooting for that was uh, you know kind of a high bar. Um, so I just went in, tried to absorb knowledge and network. That was kind of my two things of gain some knowledge and expand the network. Um, little did I know once we got into the actual blocks group of previous seasons, that network like exploded. Dude, the network's so, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a stressful lot of uh you know, a lot of information to retain in a short period of time. Um, but it was it was amazing. It was an incredible, you know, event to be part of. Met some great people like yourself and you know, that that blocks community is just uh it's almost like a cult in there. It's it's crazy. <laughs> It's, it's more like a culture, it's more like a culture. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, uh, yeah absolutely. I, I had no idea they existed, you know, before uh, it, was, it was Nina that turned me onto the show. And uh, I had no idea that the blocks existed. And I think it's, uh, it's one of the best um, incubator groups for small businesses I've, I've ever found. Uh, I'd highly recommend guys uh, go, uh, go check the blocks out. But before we get too deep into the blocks, John, let's, uh, let's go back to the, the, the subject at hand. And let's talk about you and your journey. Tell me how you became an entrepreneur. Yeah, so this is kind of a, a weird story. So I did 20 years in the military. Uh, when I took the uniform off, I walked into helping uh, small businesses. So folks that are working on widgets and gadgets for uh, our military first responders. Mm-hmm. So looking at those guys and you know, I'm, I'm seeing their success. And I'm like, well, what separates them from me? Uh, and then I saw, I need to better myself. That's always, you know, I think we all strive to get better. Right, so right. while I was helping these folks, I'm like, how can I help them by helping myself? So I, I took advantage of uh, my military service and then went to college. So I got my master's in entrepreneurship. Oh, and then wow. I got my, I got my master's, uh, my MBA. Then I got my uh, master's in management. And at that point, I'm like, man, I, I know a lot. I'm helping these folks. Uh, these folks are giving government contracts. To the tune of uh, my ROI was close to a billion dollars. Wow. So I'm like, what? What? I want to do this. That was always I need to do this. So if you fast forward 
uh, or rewind, depending on perspective. November 21, we're kind of in COVID. Things are happening. Mm -hmm. Our contract runs up and uh, lose my job. So oh, wow. for the first time in my adult life, um, and I use the word adult sparingly because it's not, you know, <laughs> I'm unemployed. So I'm looking at, you know, I'm sitting here looking at what, what can I fall back on? I'm not going back in the military. Um, it wasn't an option. So uh, Whiskerman came about and dove in and said, you know what? I got a beard. I got a business background. Let's let's go with this and, and see what we can do. Uh, you know, sometimes you just got to walk out on on faith and see if uh, if it matches and or you fall. And then if you fall, you fall forward and learn something. Were you like anxious to grow a beard the minute you got out of the military? Because most of the guys I know that are military, the minute they get out, they're like, "Just I'm done. I'm growing it out." So for twenty years, except on your days off, you're shaving. And if you have even a five o'clock shadow, you're going to get in trouble. Right. So, and things have changed now. Now there's, it's more acceptable to have some facial hair, but every day you're putting a razor to your face. So it gets old. So once you're done, you're like, nope, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not getting a haircut. I'm not, I'm not shaving. And uh, mine grew over time, but the wife never liked it because I wasn't, I wasn't using anything. So it was always, you know, like a Brillo pad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, it's, but that is why that was the primary reason for growing it was just rebelling. You did maybe told me 20 years, I couldn't have it. So now I can, and I'm just going to grow it and uh, fell in love with it. Man, when, whenever I grow mine out, it, it always, I, 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 I get frustrated with the amount of time it takes to keep up and keep it looking good. So I know there's, uh, there's definitely a market for products that help with that. How did you, I mean, you just said Whisker Men just came about. But it, it must have been a little bit more than that. Tell me, tell me the story of its inception and, and how you came up with the, the products and uh, the idea to get into helping men. Yeah, so um, a little a little white lie, not necessarily 100%. I didn't create Weskerman from the ground. Mm -hmm. Two gentlemen were toying with this, and I wouldn't necessarily say that they were running it as a, a business. Um, it was more of a, a hobby, mm -hmm. selling to friends in, in bars and, and stuff like that. Um, and they couldn't take it any further. So they were trying to offload it. And it just so happened that it coincided like two weeks after I lost my job. So right. we, we bought it out and took the formula. Um, we took a good idea and made it great. Um, and, and when I say we, my wife is more of the business. Um, she just can't grow a beard as good as mine. Um, right now she can't grow a beard at all, but with her expertise and knowledge and her, I guess it's palette. I don't know if smells is that part right, of the palette. Right. He can create some of the most amazing scents um, and just has this thought process of most people don't realize with the base oils that go in, it's just like motor oil. Right, you can go right. to Walmart at $3.50 cheap stuff and your car will do what your car does. It's not going to run any better, but over time it's probably going to break down. Or you can get the expensive stuff. So she found out that if we go with higher quality, the product is better. It's mm -hmm. less oily. Um, so we, we were tooling with that and it was really a, you know, a blessing. There's very few that came out of COVID, but yeah. as <laughs> beards were like the thing. Everyone's like, I'm not shaving. I'm not putting on clothes. I'm going to just live in my pajamas. So we, we took the fact that folks grew beards over that time and most men don't know how to take care of us. So we're like, there, there's a there's a spot in the market for us. 
So we just went in and just ran uh, every weekend for that first year. We were somewhere doing something. So what was your like? Like how how did you start up the the, the business then? Was it was it trade shows? Was it like? Yep. Was it... So when when we got it, there there was an e commerce platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but the selling this product online is really tough because there's an educational piece. Right. And then right. a smell, um, you know, Elon's got to come about and figure out how to do a scratch and sniff online. That that would be corner of the market if anyone could figure that out it'd be amazing having a scent scent vision or whatever he could have a he could have a cologne and call it elon's musk yeah and then you just you just scratch the screen and you smell it would be amazing so we knew i'm out on that idea (laughs) we knew we knew that you're gonna have to do some education so we started um we started small we tried (coughs) everything and anything so we went to our local market um down here in dayton and set up our booths and, and kind of got our word out. Sales were just kind of enough to cover fees, but we're handing out business cards like um, like they're candy. So that helped gain the traction. We, we'd go to, if a church was doing a bazaar or something, we'd go there uh, to find out where our customer was. And then big festivals is where we landed. So we figured out the larger the crowd, obviously low averages, you're going to sell more products. So we, we're going to things like Irish Fest, Celtic Fest, Things that would kind of say beards. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of where we we clawed the first year. I think of the the fifty two, uh, you know, the fifty two weekends. I think we were out for forty nine, maybe even fifty. Oh, wow! Something. So you're you're selling this stuff one on one to the consumer, like you know that you're selling it. You're the guy right there in the trailer. Bottle bottle by bottle, just hey, smell this, okay, uh, you know, and. So that was year one, clawing. I mean, it was it was a battle. You had, you had to educate them, and then there's so many. If you if you look beard companies, there's so many out there. Mm-hmm. And trying to trying to distinguish why I'm new in town and I'm better than everybody else. So you had all of this to get going, and it it was a slugfest. Year one was brutal, uh, and then I can see why so many businesses quit after the first year. Right. Business. Right. What what happened? What happened in year one? <laughs> year one was really a lot of grunt work of being out um literally having to go and persuade hard sales right it's in why you why your product mm-hmm. and then still having to say just take a chance on me um so it, it was tough year one was really tough uh you know trying to get the website the way you want it right trying to get sales from in person to the website letting people know that it's there um, trying to figure out all the social media stuff, um, you know, having this gray in the beards, not because it looks cool because I'm older. I don't understand, <laughs> you know, someone who's in their twenties, but figuring all of that out. And then really, this is something that we hadn't done prior in our life. So running a business and then looking at all the, the hiccups and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so see, year one was, you know, year one going to be the worst it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I want you to, Think about the the listener here and the listener that's in six months in or year one in and, and is, is standing now where you were two, three years ago and uh, is going through the same things. Um, what would you say that the most important takeaway from your first year in business and clawing that business up from, from the ground up, what would you say your most important takeaway was? If you believe in yourself, you can do it, right? So that, that was kind of the thing of my wife believed in me 100%. I believed in her. So this was something um and we just went after it 
It was it was the belief yeah. of just we've got a good product. We knew we had a good product to stand on. Let's just keep going for it. We're gonna do what it takes and it's it's gonna be um, you know, so that that belief in yourself and not giving up, right? Most most businesses will fold within like the first six months because it's it's not easy. It's not for everybody. <laughs> it's not though. Just keep going. Someone puts a brick wall in, you can either get a hammer out and knock that wall down, climb over it, go around it. But some way you've got to get on the other side of that wall. Whatever it takes to get on that other side of the wall, you do it. And that, that's how you become a successful business. Amen. That's something that I, I think a lot of people miss out on these days. They miss out on the fact because there's, there's so many influencers posting on, on the Internet, all rented uh, rented goodies, all made up stories about how uh, how they press this magic button and money just comes out. And I, I think most people... They, they don't understand that, that that first year really is that that's that's your learning curve that's your experience and that's that's the price of entry just that hard work right i mean it's just like when you started this podcast you didn't just magically put it out and thousands of people <laughs> no. you know it's growth one person hears it tells their friend mm-hmm. and then they tell a friend and it just grows uh i think a lot of people in our microwave society a lot of people do think that you just start a business up and next thing you know you're a millionaire yeah, they, they don't see that pain in those late hours, and you know, not being home, missing events and stuff. Dude, that's why. That's exactly why we do the show. It's so everybody can learn that they are normal, and this is a process, and you know, it, it comes out all right in the end. Dude, um, tell me about the second year. What, when did yeah. you start to? When did you start to notice that that uptick, and you say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe this belief's starting to pay off." So in the, in the second year, we kind of narrowed down which events we wanted to do. Uh, and then when we started getting emails of, hey, I was at the local market and you weren't there, that's when you start seeing, okay, you've got a customer base. They kind of are, are aware of where you normally are. And then it's still a little bit clawing, but less. We, we might have dropped down to maybe 30-ish events. So not a massive decrease, but we're looking at bigger events, longer hours. Right, so right. Same time out in front of the customer. Um, and as you're going through it, you're not realizing, hey, I'm getting traction. It's when you're closing the books out for the year and you go, wait a minute. Every positive metric that we have doubled or more. And then you go, okay, if I could do this again in year three, double it again, I'm going to be sitting pretty. So by if I can continue to double by year five, it's going to turn into a self-looking ice cream cone. <laughs> I've never heard that expression before. A self-licking ice cream cone. Okay. That's a, I think a lot of people want that. And what what I think of as a self-licking ice cream cone is something where you you get it and it just it does its thing, right? So the the ice cream sitting on top of it and it's just eating itself. You don't have to do anything. Or mailbox money. You sit back and that check just hits the account right. every. You know it's there. See, I, I immediately went into the adult store when you said self-licking ice cream cone. I figured there'd be a, a, be a, a female market for it at least, you know, but... Uh, yeah. that's, no, we got we to gotta figure that one out, though. That's probably a different podcast, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> so you just started a podcast, didn't you? I did. Just uh, we, I just published the uh, fourth episode. Um, you know, we're, we're educating folks on most men, and I'm, I'm talking to myself, not, not anyone else. I didn't know all the intricacies of taking care of your beard. Um, so there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, like you said, there's, you said it earlier, 
I got before I came on, I gotta straighten it. I gotta mm -hmm. put I gotta put my oil on. I had to brush it right before we hit uh record. You know, there there's a lot, and mine's not magnificent. You could spend more hours and have it trimmed up and look like um uh, brain dump. I love getting old. Look like <laughs> had that nice Kratos shaped up beard. But that that's a lot, a lot of work. So mine's kind of mid-level work. Uh, and just there's a lot to it, just getting it to, to look good. Um, so I wanted to put that out. Uh, how can I educate and entertain at the same time? How can I make it to where you're watching a, a video podcast and not realize that you're actually learning something? Um, so it's it's really good. And then, you know, trying to do similar to what you're doing here of getting other businesses out of looking at what, what they have to offer. Because so I think there's so many people that don't realize what's out there. Um, and there's so many great businesses that you go, wow, I, I want I want to use their services or I want to buy their product or whatever it is. Oh, so that's yeah. where the podcast Beards from Businesses came from. Um, and, you know, our, our audience base is amazing. We literally just did a, an event, um, a beer fest, mm -hmm. you know, people. And I increased by 60 viewers just over the weekend. That's how to do it, dude. Like one step at a time, small steps daily. People see that, you know, 10,000 downloads or whatever, but they don't see the, the, the work that goes into getting it there. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, uh, very good and you've got to stay consistent. Now, I was wondering, John, like, because I was looking just then, you saw me looking on my phone, I was looking for a, uh, a picture of myself with a, a longer beard and I couldn't find it. That by the longest I've grown mine out, it's about that long about uh guy what's that about two and a half inches and um i was just wondering dude that, number one how long will a beard actually grow and number two how long does it take to make a mustache that does a little twisty thing in the end so there, there's uh, i'll answer the second one first okay so you you can cheat and take from here so like oh look I at that more like here i can make you've a got now. wow okay you go straight mustache you can see there's a little bit but if I sneak some hair from here, well, I can get crazy. So huh. it's all optical illusions on how you do it. Now, your beard can grow long enough. Uh, the, the man with the longest beard ever actually died from it. What? And the reason he died from it was it was so long, he actually stepped on it and snapped his own neck and instantly killed himself. That, that, that's got to go in, in, in a folder of the dumbest ways to die. Yep. It has to be in there. He, uh, I can't remember the exact length, but he basically was Rapunzel. He was the male version of Rapunzel. Just had it and just kept growing, never cut it. Um, you know, most people, if you take care of it, it can grow unlimited. But if you're just growing it and not uh, feeding it, eventually, you know, it's just like the hair on your head. It's it's going to start falling out. It's going to get uh, split ends and stuff. So you can you can get it. I've seen guys all the way down to their bellies. Um, you know, makes it makes it hard to eat soup. Yeah, it seems to be like a, a diminishing point of returns on it somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if it gets too long, I mean, so one of the, one of the things as you can see, I, I love I love our logo. So mm. when I wear our t-shirts, if, if my beard gets too long, you're not gonna be able to see the logo. So if I go too much longer, it's got probably another inch or two. I start covering up my name, my logo, then it's gotta go. Brand, well, no, what, what you should do is is just wear glasses and then dye whisker men into your mustache, and then you could just be your logo. That's you've got to think bigger here, John. 
I do. I got to whisk him. I got to get a stencil and just get whisk him right across. I don't know if I could get it in the beard to, or in the mustache, but if I go across the beard, I could be a walking billboard. <laughs> so, dude, I mean, this this is great and all. Um, <clears throat> tell me about your plans for the future now that you've uh, uh, been maybe reignited with a little bit of business since since doing the show and getting all those uh, getting all those pointers and uh, those. Pretty awesome lessons. What what did it what did it spark off in you for for the future? Yeah, so I think that's part of one of the big things that we got is what what's how do you lean forward? How do you prepare for year five? How can you look at what what's the exit strategy? I mean, are you gonna so, are you gonna build it and sell it? <laughs> no, so I, I think right now today I love it so much that I would never outright sell it mm-hmm. um, because it is such an amazing brand and it's such a, a great product. So my vision is to have territories. So um, specifically veteran, um, because of my, my ties to the military, of having a veteran in each state run their own franchise-type market. Okay. Um, so I'm out doing all these events in Ohio um, and Pennsylvania area. They take over texas right right over california you'd probably so have, sell some products at the at the houston livestock show and rodeo you know absolutely so i can't be everywhere at once right so right. Who goes there represents the brand is making money and then in turn we're making money so it's a win-win for everybody um and then we just explode so kind of doing like a, a franchise ish is is the next big step um and then to, to keep things, I, I'll probably always maintain some of it. My next vision that just came about in the last couple of weeks is a high-end barber shop of mm-hmm. getting barbers to rent the chair that are specifically beard connoisseurs that will do the you know the crazy shape-ups and stuff, but also can give you a high-end haircut and have this elaborate VIP-style waiting room to where we've got you know bourbon, whiskey, cigars you just sit while you're waiting for your chair to open up you don't even realize you're waiting you're sitting there watching sports smoking a cigar drinking i think doing something like that of a high-end vip type barber shop would get folks that would like hey i'm i'm coming every month just to come sit upstairs in your vip lounge to smoke cigars and enjoy bourbon and stuff get that i i get my hair cut at uh, my beard trimmed at a place called house of beards and they've got a uh, they've got a similar setup but instead of uh, instead of high-end luxury it's based more around uh, blue collar luxury so they have a couple of recliners there they have um, a, a row of, of alcohol there whiskeys and then they have uh, a lady that gives uh, the, the the neck and shoulder massages there as well. It's while you're waiting for the haircut. Now, now I don't drink, but if I did, I'd be sure and uh, be sure to take advantage of that. So you're probably onto funny, something. That's what we have in common. Yeah. We we talked about this one on the show. I don't drink it either, but trying to you, you got to be inclusive even in things. So I think that's really I'm always looking for what's next. Right, um, right. Take so far, uh, and then I'll still tie into it, but have folks do more of that like work to where I can be more of a CEO and just sit back and be like, yep, checks are coming in. But, uh, you know, there's, you always have to look at how can I improve upon this? Because if you sit back and just, Hey, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at now, but if I don't try to move that ball forward, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to sit where we're at. We're never going to grow. We'll never have expansion. So always looking at what's the next thing that we can put in the hopper to push out and become bigger and better. 
that's 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 what you tell yourself i i i personally believe that it's a really good ploy to get a really nice place to hang out smoke cigars and uh, hang out with a bunch of like-minded guys i, I think we roll that way <laughs> yep that would be yeah like uh man I'd, I'd love my own private little cigar lounge um but uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's one I could make money on. But man, when you add you add uh, you add beards and haircut into that, you might be onto something, John. Yeah, and that's something that you know, like we got from the, the blocks. I think the biggest thing that I got from the blocks was the network. Mm-hmm. I'm actually part of a networking group here uh, in Ohio, to where every Wednesday, business folks come to the cigar shop, and part of that is kind of that model of you buy your cigars there, you have access to you know food, alcohol, whatever you want. But then there's a VIP upstairs that you can sit. I can go any time of the day, 12 o'clock at night. I want to go smoke a cigar and go put my coat in upstairs, sit there, uh, watch TV, be alone and smoke a cigar. So yeah. really, you know, having that network, I think is really massive. Um, and it's such a cool, and then sitting smoking a cigar is just so cool. I literally have one sitting right next to me. <laughs> I'm not allowed to smoke in the house. Um... I'm not smoking in the house neither. <laughs> Let's not put that out over there, ways, because I'll you won't see me again. She'll choke me with my own beard. <laughs> that I, that would be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, that would be. Uh... It's happened when I go to jujitsu. This thing gets chewed on and pulled and everything else. Man, tell me about jujitsu. Um, how how'd you get into that? How long have you been doing jujitsu, man? Yeah, so p- part of it is you know as uh, that little bit of period between when I lost my job and started this, you know, you start questioning yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, why, why am I not employed anymore? I must have done something. And then you add, uh, you add all the demons and stuff from military career. Um, you know, I wasn't in the best mental place. Um, so I was looking for, sometimes you just need a good ass whooping, right? To just reset things. Yeah, yeah. My son was doing it. So I was like, why not? Let's make it a father-son thing. Uh, got into it. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a great sport to, to learn. And it's just a good reset of, you know, I'll be going tonight and I'll get my ass kicked and get twisted seven ways from Sunday and go, yep, let's let's do it again tomorrow. Um, and it's it's just such a great sport because you're not running, you're not doing high impact stuff, and it's applicable. I mean, with the way the world's going today, you need to be able to defend yourself. Um, so now not only do I know it, but my, my son, who's actually better than me, I hate to say that, if anything ever happens, I clearly know that if – he goes after an attacker. He's going to win. I'd be able to protect the wife or vice versa. So it's it's really a great sport. And it's more of just learning the art. It's such a mental uh, reset aspect of life. That's just, uh, hum- I think it's a humbling experience. Mm, yeah. And and at the same time, I think it can be an empowering experience as well. Um, the, the humbling experience comes when you're first learning and the guy's laying on you, choking you out, and you're like, well, well what the fuck? I'm, I'm six foot four. I can bench press multiple plates. I should be able to beat this guy up. And there's some, some little guy choking you. And I think the, the, the other side of jiu-jitsu is, is allowing that masculinity out and allowing that testosterone out and, and testing yourself. And, and actually, you know, I can choke this guy out. I can put this guy to sleep. And then he's tapping me. And so I think jiu-jitsu, it works both ways. I think it's very humbling and, and very very empowering at the same time um i i i like to talk about it i only stopped doing it because i I got tired of waking up hurting (laughs) i spent uh i you know i spent nearly uh nearly 
eight years, nine years almost doing uh, MMA and, and training that, that, that route. I was uh, one of the early adopters of it. And one day I just said, you know what, I've, uh, I've had enough of waking up with broken ribs. And I, I, I do miss jujitsu though. I'll talk about it any it's opportunity. Where'd that Bruce, where'd that Bruce come from? And you're like, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And at, at, at 37, um, I was getting ready for a fight. I still had never had a fight. I'd, I'd signed for four different fights and, and three of them, my opponent got injured. And then I was uh, nine days out and I broke this, uh, broke this bone right here in my face. So uh, that was, that was the end of my uh, not so illustrious MMA career, but I still, uh, I still miss it, dude. Yeah. I couldn't do the striking. You know, you, you hit me. I'm probably going to cry and curl up into a ball. <laughs> Yeah, striking striking was the fun part. You see that that knuckle there where I broke it on my buddy's face. You know, striking was the uh, the fun bit. You know, I've I've never been in an uncontrolled fight ever. Never in a bar. Never in public. Never done it. But boy, I, I sparred and I fought for years and I, I loved it. It was one of the most empowering things I ever did. So, um, but anyway, this isn't the the Sam show. This is the John show. It's the John interview uh, today. or on the show but if I did it would be to tell you about the systems and processes I use for running businesses online which you can find in our Facebook group over at followsam.live all right back to the interview um, I'm going to start asking you some uh, some questions that I ask most of our guests and uh, you know the point of the show is to is to help entrepreneurs that are coming up and going through some of the things that you went through so i want to ask you what are some good books or resources that you read along your journey that really resonated and made an impact with you yeah that's great i'm glad you asked that that's really something that we're my wife and i are diving into right now what a lot of people don't realize is if you go to your local library you can get a digital library card that gives you access to, to audios and all kinds of things that you, just on your phone so we've been taking advantage of that. And what we just listened to yesterday is uh, The Energy Bus by John Gordon. Um, it's, a, it's an amazing book. Um, you know, it's really just a way of get rid of the negative and look at the positive. And I think that's very key, especially when you're starting out. Of, yeah, there's going to be a lot of negativity. There's going to be a lot of things that you can look at that those bills are going to pile up. You know, it's going to seem there's more money going out than coming in. But if you look at it positive to where, okay, maybe next year that paradigm can switch. So that was a really good book. And, uh, you know, being being in the military, I always go back to those World War II leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my mentors, before I even knew what a mentor was, was uh, General George Patton. I love reading anything from Patton. Uh, one of the books that I would recommend, and it's probably on a, a matter of fact, it's on the bookshelf behind me. Um, it's One Minute Leadership uh, from George Patton, and it takes famous quotes that he said and then the author actually breaks it down to where you can put it in a business perspective so those would be um you know john maxwell books you can never go wrong with that but there there's so many um that you can tailor towards where you're at uh and a lot of times now there's times that i'm not sure what to go to i'll go to ai and ask what's a good book for right now i'm struggling for x give me a good book and it'll spit out 10 15 books and then just go and uh, listen to audios or watch. That's you know, love love, not so much reading. I love listening to books. Right, right. Yeah, I sp- I spend a lot of time on uh, on books and podcasts uh, when I'm I'm driving and when I'm out running and working out and stuff. I 
that that's my go-to i i struggle to stay focused on music for very long these days yeah and it's great because the, the, you know, i think the audiobooks have changed the way we can do things because oh yeah you can't read while driving a car no just, i mean you can it's just not safe so you put that audio on you know you're, you're sitting you're sitting doing stuff on your your website or you know doing a business something mm-hmm. playing that background you're still absorbing the information yeah so it's, it's a great way to multitask yeah, and, and as you progress with your podcast and as you get more experienced, you'll be able to copy exactly what I do, which is uh, ask my guests which books they found profound and then go read them. Um, that, that's exactly how it is. I've got a shelf up here full of, of business books, of recommendations, of books that guests have written and sent me. And uh, I never run out of great content because I just ask this question on my show. So uh, you, you maybe do the same on yours. You'll, you'll get all the books you ever need. I think I'm going to steal that. <laughs> no, you may have it. You may have it. Use it like an artist. Just take it. Absolutely. Because, uh, like, the the more I get into this, the less I podcast for me. Like, I'm right. not really worried about my brand. I'm, dude. I'm, I'm so fucking blessed. Um, I I can't even express it. And so the the reason I pour into this content and and put you guys out there is so you can help everybody else. Like, yeah. just spread a little bit of goodness around. You know. Yeah, and I think the second part of your question was what would I recommend networking? Mm-hmm. You know, I almost sound like a broken record, but really, the the blocks was a massive networking. The, the folks there just kind of poured into us, and you know, I, I in- loved it, man. I I yeah. think it's probably one of the best groups I've, been, I've I've been fortunate to be a part of. You know, yeah, it's uh, against one of the military groups that I'm part of. It. It's right up there. Mm-hmm. So that, that that would be the biggest thing of just go to networking things and, and see, find like-minded people because it's it's a breath of fresh air when you've got someone who says, hey, let me help you. I've been in that situation like you're doing with this. You know, perfect example of been there. Here's here's a guest who's been there. You can get through this. Yeah. Put, I put, well, right now I'm in shorts. I put my shorts on one leg at a time. I haven't figured out how to levitate into them yet, but we we all go through the same struggles. We've been there. Yeah. So having folks be like, "Hey, an even better example." It was two months ago when I was first looking into YouTube. Reached out and you took the time to say, "Hey, here's some ideas. Here's some uh, you know editing software." Having that person that you can go to and say, "Hey, I'm not sure. Oh, I've been there. I got this. I recommend this, this, and this." Networking is massive. I don't think you you can only go so far on your own, and the bigger your network is, can it just accelerate you to going places that you never thought you could go. And you know that was one of the uh, one of the things that really held me back early on in business was that I had a chip on my shoulder where I thought I could do it all myself, um, <clears throat> and I didn't build a big business network. Um, I didn't really take business networking uh, seriously. All my network was social. And so I was around people that, that were, were fun and were doing fun things. And, you know, when, when you make a little bit of money, that fun escalates. Um, it wasn't really until about 2017, 2018, when I started picking up a, a coach. First time I ever paid for coaching. Uh, I was 38 years old. Up until then, I thought, you know what, I, I got this. And honestly, coaching and networking has been the best investment I've ever made. Yeah, I've been I've been blessed to be in a, a networking group uh, with the military, and one of my mentors I got through that has not only given me knowledge, but has actually poured in legal fees to get things taken care of. So I mean, you just never know who you're going to run into and who can help you where. And you know what I found 
uh, to be true is that you know the majority of successful people will be nothing but willing to help you provided you show them you're trying to help yourself if, if you're doing the work and if they give you a list of things to do and you go knock them all out and come back they'll keep helping you there's nothing more than success likes than breeding other success iron sharpens iron is that right i don't know they it's, it's I don't, saying. if you bang two saws together they might get blunt i don't know I don't know. I've heard that saying. I'm not really sure. I don't understand the science behind it, but they keep saying iron sharpens iron. Maybe it does. I, I don't know. Um, I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I have anything made out of iron. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what's that? Swords. Yeah. So what's this, uh, what's this year look like for you, pal? When's your next trade show coming up? So we just did uh we just did a three day event. Um, I'm sorry, three sessions over two days. We got another one that's coming up this weekend, uh, and then I actually go to the mentor uh, military mentor session I was talking about, and you took the words right out of my mouth. You now I am a mentor mm -hmm. of you know telling folks, hey, I was there. I sat in your chair. I was able to double my business and then you know from year one to year two, and point them the resources. So I'll be doing that, and then we've got a couple. Uh, couple weekends off and we don't really start exploding until spring time frame and then it's it's on the go so we take advantage of this try to push more uh onto the website get that you know our social media content and stuff rocking and rolling for the year mm -hmm. get that all pre-programmed out and just once spring hits it's going to be we're going to be like flowers just popping up out of the ground and everywhere so it's uh little slow start start of the year to get going but once we go it's like getting shot out of a pattern no i get it man i get it i know it's uh it's gonna be a, a hell of a year for you guys especially with the the tv show coming out and all the uh, additional publicity you can get from that and the podcast and all the guests you're going to be bringing on um i'm gonna ask you a question now that i ask all the guests john as uh, as we start you know getting to the the, the 45 minutes of of, of the show um, this show is based around helping people and helping uh, people that are behind us in the uh, in the life cycle of business, so to speak. Um, if you could have one takeaway to turn around and talk to you uh, right at the beginning, <clears throat> you had the belief in yourself, right? You had the you had the product, you were knowledgeable about it, you were ready to sell it. But if you could give yourself one piece of advice that would carry you forward, what would that be? Open-minded. Okay. So I think go into this pre going in, looking at John two years ago. Mm -hmm. you, you think you're smarter than what you really are. You need to be open-minded. Listen more, speak less. Take in everything that we talked about. Get into more audios, get into more podcasts, listen more to mentors, and just be a sponge and absorb. Had John today told John that in November of 21, I think I probably could have tripled, quadrupled the business. Dude, um, that's some sage advice, man. Open-mindedness and just speak less, listen more. <laughs> I wonder why that is. I wonder if that's something about the trait of an entrepreneur that... that thinks they know what they're doing and, and maybe is a little bit stubborn 
when it comes to listening. I think if I if I could give myself that same advice and maybe maybe listen sooner and not quite be as stubborn. Why, why do you think that might be? You think we're just geared that way? No, I think some of it is uh, we can't listen to everything because if we listened, if we just listened, how many people would say that's that's a bad idea? You can't sell beard products. Dude, everybody says it's, everybody says everything's a bad idea. Like it's like the sky's it's always falling. Like, don't do that. We're about to be in a recession. I'm like, you know what? Just, I, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think it's a balancing act. Of yeah, yeah. Get into business because you, you're not listening to all of that, and then it turns into a different perspective of now you need to start taking good in. Um, you know, we we all we all have to, we all have to. We've got the the good guy, bad guy that pop up. You know, <laughs> yeah. Do this. Don't do this. It's who you do you listen to. Um, and I think that's still the listening. Sometimes it's the, you know, the negative one and you're like, okay, this isn't a good idea. And then sometimes you're like, I don't care what the critics say. When, when, I, when I'm on top, tell me I was wrong. That's how it it's is. Okay. Yep. It's, it's funny you, you say you got one on the left shoulder and one on the right shoulder, one of, you know, the, the confidence and then the paranoia. I just, uh, I tell them both to shut up and I just do whatever I want. But it, it, it took me a long time to understand that, though. Yep, and it's you know, and then being able to do that is because you 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 build all those things that we said. You've got folks that are willing, you know. I know you've got a, an amazing partner who has your back on everything. Oh, um, dude, she's great. Yeah, she's yeah. great. And that's yeah. where that's where the last love. I could tell my wife, "We're doing this," and she's like, "Okay, how do we go about it? What do mm-hmm. you need from?" You know, having that is is very, especially because you're, right. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like Nina yep. just says, okay. Like yep. I mean, she she just she she trusts me implicitly with with the yep. business stuff, and she's she's fully supportive well, of whatever it is we do. I know a lot of people joke around and say behind every successful man is a woman rolling their eyes, but I think that's the complete opposite. Of behind every successful man in business is is a strong woman that's there, has their back, and is able to fill in all the other gaps that may fall apart as you're growing a business. I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, I was I was good before I met Nina. I, I was good, but like since I met her, I I let go of good. I took a massive gamble, and now things are great. But I wouldn't have I I would have stayed at good for for long enough, dude. I was I was I was good, man. But the the gamble in letting go and the the financial uh, like worry about stopping two perfectly good businesses to go and create something else with her. Um, but she's had my back from, from day one. So yeah, she's made a massive, massive difference in my life and in, in, in my own confidence and ability to, to be the small business surgeon full-time. I mean, it was, uh, it was all thanks to Nina that I took the leap. So the, the strong partner is an absolute, it, it's been a game changer for me, you know? Absolutely. So uh, yeah, very lucky there. All right, what's next? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Well, she listens to the show, so I've got to say nice things about her. Otherwise, she beats me behind the uh, behind the scenes when the cameras are off. You know, <clears throat> absolutely. That's not keep that, happy, right? that's not true. That's not true, John. <laughs> I think I think man, I think it's about time to get this interview wrapped up. Before we leave, pal, do you have any last prophetic words of wisdom to give to the audience? Yeah, just you know, if you believe in yourself, if so. The man that thinks he can and the man that thinks he can't, they're both right. So oh. depending on what side you want to be in. If you think you could do it, damn the critics, damn everybody. 
you go out and don't let someone steal your dream. Go get it and just, you know, tie, tie into folks like Sam and, and listen to podcasts like this and just get fed, get fed the good stuff. I love that. I love it. John, where can people who have enjoyed the show find you on the internet and uh, take advantage of all the benefits of becoming one of the Whisker Men? Yeah, if you look up Whisker Men, M-E-N, not M-A-N. M-A-N is a, uh, a band. Uh, so if you look up Whisker Men, um, you, you can find at the bottom of our social media. On most social medias, we're either at Whisker Men or we're at Whisker Men Beard. Um, you know, come out and watch our stuff, interact with us. We, we do some pretty good content, um, you know, and, and thank you so much for having me on, on this uh, podcast. I see uh, some things that I need to, to replicate on mine and it's a <laughs> pleasure to chat with you. Bro, it's been my pleasure, John. Guys, if you have enjoyed what John has got to say today, and if you want to go check out some of his products, uh, run on over to his website, check out Whisker Men. We'll drop the link here in the show notes. And uh, I'm going to talk to him off camera because I may even be able to get you guys a little discount deal for typing in a code. So uh, you'll stay tuned. John, thank you very much for hanging out with us today, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that was John Matecki from Whiskerman and the Whiskerman podcast. Please go show him some love. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And uh, as always, I'll be back on Friday with another episode of Friday Fire. You'll be good and stay safe. And uh, you know what? If you can't be good, give me a shout because uh, maybe we can get in trouble. All right, I'll see you guys. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show for today. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the conversation that we've had and you want to learn a little bit more about the systems and processes involved in running businesses online, join our Facebook group over at followsam.live. All right, that's it from me for today. You'll be good. Stay safe, and I'll see you next week.